0: the Enneagram. It shows us why we do what we do, our driving fears and motivations. Today, we tie up this four-part series on the Enneagram with the head or thinking triad, which consists of types five, six, and seven. Welcome to Own the Future, a podcast made by and for change makers, where we gain The courage to own our story, freedom to own our craft, and power, yes, power, to own our futures. And that means your future, my future, your cousin's future. It means our future. I am your host, Lucas Grobot, and this is part four of a four-part series on the Enneagram with the one and only April Lee. April, what are you Mm. most famous for? In Muscat, Oman.
1: Oh, wow. Well, thank you for having me. I would not say I'm- (laughs) Thank you for being here, but you
0: are famous for something. You have a a, a viral video out there, and I cannot believe we waited an entire four episodes to get to, to this viral video that you are famous for.
1: <laughs> um I could be known as the Helwa Oman girl. Oh,
0: can you sing a part of it for us? No, yes. I, I'd rather
1: not. Come on. Okay. Here we go. Um <laughs> It's a, a can I just say that it's about the beauty of Oman and Yes. in that I love Oman. Okay. Yes. I'm buying time actually. Um Everyone already knows. Let's see. Here we go. Um Hello, man, ya de la do Beautiful Oman.
0: Oh, come on. Anyways, <laughs> come. check out her video. It will be linked in the show notes. <laughs> Feel free to pass it on. Maybe you can have another viral wave. Across the Khalidj, insha'Allah. Well, (laughs) that was a great segue. That was. We are talking about the Enneagram. Week one, we introduced what is the Enneagram, where did it come from, which is actually an an ancient, ancient uh, way of viewing the self and ego and the disintegration thereof, how it stretches across all these religions. Then we talked about the the first two of the three triads, which was the, the gut and instinct, the heart and feeling. And now we are on the third and final triad to talk about uh, numbers five, six, and seven.
1: That's right. In the
0: head and the thinking. Mm. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited.
0: Um, have you learned anything over the last three or four episodes, even as you've been um, unpacking some of this with the audience and with me, what are some of the, the things that may be being dredged up and in a new light?
1: Hmm. Great question. I think really honestly, I, I'm when I first started the Enneagram journey, my fascination was really geared towards the type five, just didn't quite. Understand them very much but in our our four part series I I think my fascinations move in across numbers a little bit and where is it
0: landing now I
1: I would love to know some more eights and threes mm. yeah and uh, just understand how they work and their motivations and yeah just even talking about it realizing oh I I don't have many of those numbers in my life mm-hmm. personally so
0: yeah I I don't have a lot of. I guess, sixes, sevens, threes, and twos in my <laughs> life. I don't know. Maybe I actually come to find out I am a five. I don't have any friends. I don't have any numbers in my life.
1: <laughs> you're, Besides you're, a nine. You're all living The nine is in
0: my life. My babe, my wife. Yeah. Uh, So help me with something. Sure. Does each number, like, do all fives look alike? Do all fours look alike? Mm,
1: so glad you asked that question. The way I like to approach the Enneagram and what's helped me understand it a great deal in its vastness and its depth and all that it is in each number. Um, what helps is seeing each type as more so in a, in a spectrum or uh, if I were to use colors like a hue. Mm. Um, and so if, For me, a type four, if I looked like a red, just a solid blood red, and then I was sitting next to another four, um, still rooted in the same core motivations and fears, but looks so different than, than Mm. me. So, um, and I would say that all across the board with each Enneagram type, um, if you can view yourself as a as a hue or in, within a spectrum, I think it will help folks who are trying to discover their number not feel like if they're reading a description, completely rule something out because it's like, oh, that's not me. And just the reminder to focus in on core motivations and mm. core fears.
0: And I think what I have learned through this journey of the podcast. Talking about the Enneagram and the journey of the Enneagram, if you will, thinking about how there are these uh, passions or these vices, these nine deadly passions and vices within each of us and how it's a reflection of this divinity that was within us, this original design our true self that has been corrupted and we're putting masks up with Um, and even as as individuals, they're their core motivators, their core fears. Mm-hmm. but but just as in just as as a human being, I don't just have one core flaw in my character. and maybe have one I guess correction. I probably have one core flaw in my character, which mm-hmm. is for me as a five, which is avarice. But I probably have other minor flaws mm. in other areas. So just because I'm a, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but just because I'm a five wing four, and so then I can move to these other numbers in, in health and in disintegration, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'll never uh, exemplify any of the characteristics of maybe an eight or a one because even as an individual i i do have principles right that i sometimes that that play into the things that i think about but it's not necessarily the core driver the core engine within mm. even though i have different aspects like as a 5 i have different aspects of a 3 things that look the same but the core driver is different.
1: Mm, yeah, I think you said that well. And I think the more we grow and mature within our enneagram journeys, we will be able to move all throughout nine types. Mm. If if that comes across clearly, I think um, the more we understand each type and number, and understand our movements to health and unhealth, and our what balances us out, I I think. We become way more whole mm. in knowing how to navigate throughout all nine types. Yeah.
0: And that's what I really like. It's it's not something that boxes you in, mm. but it tells you the box that you're in. Mm. Right? It's a subtle it's a yeah. subtle change of of vantage point. It's like you are already in that box. Mm. The Enneagram is telling what box you're stuck in, and then it gives you tools and ways and lenses. Mm. For to help you break out of that box and become a more whole person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think also I would add that you are, you can be complete within yourself, but you also belong to a greater whole. Mm. And that breaking out of the box is understanding how you belong to the greater whole.
0: Yeah, which is, uh, I can't find the right word, but that's imperative to us as. Individuals and to us as a society of realizing, and similar to your story, how you at first you couldn't realize how your emotional swings were affecting anyone other than yourself, right? And not realizing it was having a, a direct impact and correlation on the relationships and the world around you. And it, my experience has been that oftentimes people think, you know, well, if I'm doing something well, it's not hurting anyone else. So it right. doesn't matter. Let yeah. me do as I will. Mm. Um are well, really, that is a, a tragic blind spot. And yeah, a blind spot, not recognizing
2: mm.
0: that everything that you do is going to have an impact and a correlation, mm. correlation on those people around you.
1: Mm. Yeah. I, the picture that was coming to mind as you're, you said that so well was it's kind of like um like someone's nose just living fate like walking with your nose to the ground and not realizing what's happening around you how you're affecting your environment and mm. um i think it's a very small way of living
0: it is such it's such a small way of living a tangent point i was with someone this week and They, uh, it was very surprising, but uh, we were talking about some of these deep things, some of, um, we're talking about morality and where does it come from? And for whatever reason, this individual thought that it would be a great argument to bring up the first commandment of the satanic Bible as a foundation for morality. And he said, the first commandment of the satanic Bible is to do as you will. And so and then he went on to say, and I think that's brilliant because then, you know, I think everyone should really just do as they will, as long as it, quote unquote, doesn't hurt others or doesn't hurt yourself. Oh. But if you think that is really much of the mindset in the globe today is do as you will. But it, it struck me that, wait a minute. I mean, I didn't know this. I didn't know that it was the first commandment of the Satanic Bible. But if that is the the root of everything that you know, darkness and evil embraces, which is do as you will do what Mm -hmm. you want. Mm -hmm. It doesn't affect anyone else. Surely that is the, you're unlocking the door and going down the path of destruction and darkness Mm -hmm. and pain and suffering in your life. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a scary way to live.
1: You know, if people live asleep to their own hurts and pains you will only perpetuate it onto others Mm. and it will deeply affect those around you and hopefully through these episodes and the enneagram yeah people will learn to face or live awake and aware of some of those things yeah um and live powerfully live powerfully and intentionally in in the opposite effect that what I do matters mm. and affects it people does matter. and I could use it f- towards compassion and change and transformation. and Yes.
0: Healing. Yes. Or you can weaponize it <laughs> and use it for self-seeking, yep. selfish need, gain. And it, it ends up causing dis- a wake of destruction in your life.
2: Right.
0: Okay. Both, both on people and on yourself because people will not like you. You will lose relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. You'll end
0: up 85, On your deathbed, embittered with no family around you.
2: Mm.
0: And that is a sad existence because it's not just at 85, it's the decades leading up to that of hurt and pain and suffering. But the Enneagram is a tool Mm. for you to recognize those blind spots within Mm. ourselves and work on them so that we can relate to other people in a healthier way and actually be a blessing in other people's lives. You got it. So if you have, if this is the first episode that you've been listening to this four part series, I highly encourage you go back, listen to the other three Mm. episodes. You will learn so much. And if you have been listening already, guys, take a hold of this, go deeper in this, apply it to your life because it will open up so many doors for you, yeah, so let's jump into it, April. What are we talking about today? What is the triad that we are on?
1: The triad we are on is the um, the thinking triad, the head triad. And those numbers that are within this group uh, are the type five, uh, which is called the investigator type six as the loyalist and type seven as the enthusiast. And they all deal with this feeling of fear. Mm. And of course, as we've kind of traced through all the other triads that do, each number deals with their fear a bit differently.
0: And so let's start with number five, the investigator. So again, For each one of these numbers, we find that there is a holy idea or holy thought. And with that, there is a vice, a passion or sin. And from that, we see that there is a a fixation of the ego and a virtue or a strength. So there's these four components within each one of these numbers. So for the five, the holy idea is holy omniscience. Or holy transparency. Now, again, these words are really big and obtuse. I feel like I can understand them a little bit more, maybe because it's in my my thinking sphere, and that's my my dominant way of thinking. I am a five. And so holy omniscience is this knowledge of God. And holy transparency is that the that the ability to see the individual. As an inseparable inseparable part of the whole, and an individual part of a whole, but it's that individual piece has its own significant, but it's connected into a larger framework. So an example mm-hmm. would be being able to look at a carpet and seeing each individual thread or each individual section having a value in and of itself as a, a pixel, if you will, mm. but recognizing that that pixel is part of a much larger tapestry. Mm. This is the the holy idea of the five, and it falls out into avarice. April, what is avarice?
1: Yes, avarice is a, a little bit of a strange word, but um, it's, this, it's this greed for not money, but Privacy and independence, um, time and energy and, um, the, the fives, they, they believe they don't have enough of the inner resources to meet the needs of Mm. life, particularly relationships. Um, type fives find, um, it's the most costly for them, um, to have relationships, uh, Mm. to open up to that. And, um, so Again, they're in the fear triad, and so the ways that they cope with that fear is they gather, gather knowledge and information to help them feel safe.
0: So avarice is greed. For to in layman's terms, I mean, when I heard the word avarice, I was like, avarice, what's that? Uh, so I had to look it up. Yeah. So if you don't know what it is, it's okay. <laughs> it's greed, but it's like you said, it's not necessarily greed of money, but it's greed of resources, and with that, it's greed of knowledge. Yeah. It's this collecting and this hoarding of knowledge, believing that this knowledge will make us more powerful or and or safe. Mm. So the, the fixation of the five is stinginess, which I thought was, I would find that interesting, but it makes sense. If we're hoarding time and energy, it would make sense that we are then being stingy with the time and energy that we give because we're trying to... Maintain our resources to devote to an accumulation of and a preservation of knowledge, mm-hmm. and then it the the virtue or the strength of the five is non-attachment. April, what is non-attachment?
1: <laughs> non-attachment is um, they the fives have the ability to feel or experience an emotion and let it go Mm. so that that non-attachment of being um ruled by their emotions Mm.
0: so so the the strength of a five is this ability to take hold of an emotion yeah feel it but not let it
1: overrule them overwhelm overwhelm them yeah
0: and then let it go almost as taking a, a piece of data and being able to look at that piece of data objectively <laughs> and then letting it go without having an emotional attachment to that data point.
1: I just love that you you turned emotion into data. Uh. Well,
0: everything is data. <laughs>
1: As a five would As say,
0: five. even instincts, right? Instinct. That's just a data point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. Yeah. So about fives, they, with that, um, the stingy, stinginess or the hoarding, mm. they, they'll, they'll hold back just enough, um, information from you, uh, so that they can take care of themselves really right mm-hmm. so then
0: what is their their fear and their motivational drive
1: yeah they're kind of it's kind of the same um in that they're they fear of incompetence mm. um and and being helpless helpless um but their their motivation is to be competent and capable mm. It's so a little bit of a.
0: It's a little two of, sides
1: of one coin.
0: But that's kind of like most of them. Yeah, it's there. There's th- th- that fear is their motivation, but it's this negative expression of it because it's coming out of a place of wounding and brokenness.
1: Oh, well, that's interesting.
0: It's deep. Hey. The enneagram is deep. That's that's why I love looking at these four things to start with, because you're realizing it's out of that wounding it drives the fear, and that fear is a motivating force to try to arrive us back to our our true self or that holy idea that we were naturally placed into this world with that we're trying to regain and understanding who are we underneath all the masks.
1: Yeah. I just a thought on fear um I, I kind of grew up in this just cut out your fear or ignore it but I think with Enneagram if you allow it it's trying to tell you something it is. it's trying to it's to show you um I think it it's it's very revealing so and there's a part of i think there's some of that acceptance of like, i'm afraid but what is it how is it leading me and driving mm. me and to not yeah be so harsh and in, in running away from it or fleeing but s- taking a seat for a second and yeah. seeing what what is my fear telling me
0: yeah and i think there's a i'm going to butcher the quote but some quote along the lines of it's like the dogs of doom guard the doors of destiny mm-hmm. and then it's the places that we experience the most fear it's actually if we can pass through that fear
2: Mm.
0: we can find our our destiny what we are created for in this world
2: Mm.
0: and that fear is a signifier that we have to actually face very cool and even on a on a we've talked about this before on the podcast that it is through we find meaning and purpose Through going to the interior of ourselves, finding that darkness, the malevolence within us, overcoming it, and then looking into the world Mm. and saying, what is the darkness in the world that I'm willfully choosing to take on and overcome? The darkest thing that I am most fearful of
2: Mm.
0: that I can willfully take on my shoulders and and try to overcome,
2: mm-hmm. to,
0: to make the world a better place, that is the place where we find purpose and meaning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Back to the five. Yes. Uh, what were the childhood uh, wounds or beliefs that came in as a five, and what are some of the things that a five needs or longs to hear?
1: Yeah, um, I think in their childhood, there might have been – and I would love to hear if this actually resonates with you, Um, but there were a loss of boundaries. Mm. And and I can see, so with fives having such a conserved amount of energy and they would prefer to live into a private existence, um, be independent within themselves, because then they don't have to um, spend of so much of themselves with that loss of boundaries that they might've grown up in. And so, um,
0: so April, what does a five want to hear?
1: I think the five wants to hear that it's okay to, um, be in the world, find comfort in Mm. the world
0: for who they are,
1: for who they are and all of their needs, all of what makes up them, them,
0: and they don't need this this pool of of knowledge to to be self sufficient within themselves.
1: Yeah.
0: That they're okay in for the amount that they have, they're okay in the world. Yeah. I think that's right. Uh I I think being a five four, probably a lot of my I don't fully resonate with that. Um I don't fully understand that, but I'm sure if it if I took time to really break that down more mm. or introspect a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I could find that uh, to be fully true for me, but for sure the 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 conservation of time and energy, the uh, the accumulation of knowledge, um, for sure that resonates mm. with me as as a as a person. So what happens with the, the five as it goes into health and it disintegrates, disintegrates into stress? What's happening in the fives world? Yeah.
1: The five m- makes a move into uh, the eight um, mm. in health and security. And often that'll look like a healthy balance between what they know of and what they feel comfortable with of observation and participation Mm. um so the the eight energy helps them it allows them to be a little bit more spontaneous and physically present um and comfortable with others and as you were had described about the being a thread in a tapestry that um the fives in moving towards health can they find that um they can see themselves as part of in an environment um and not just an isolated, separate entity mm.
0: going back to the those entities and this that separateness, that non-attachment mm. that we feel as fives, it's really it's I find it fascinating that that is the virtue and strength of a five. But with that, it is often my demise. In my uh, uh, blind spot or destruction within my relationships. Mm. And this is why. Okay. You know how I was talking about everything, an emotion, a thought. They're all data points. They're all, they're all, uh, they're not personal. They're objective thoughts and ideas that are like gadgets that here, here's a feeling. Okay. Let's talk about this feeling. Here's a, a thought. Let's talk about this thought. And they're Mm. very objective. Mm.
2: Uh,
0: and as a five moving into kind of stories with the five is like, I'll talk out of my experience
2: as,
0: as a five, um, you know, I'm a victim. People don't understand me. They don't get me. The world needs to change to 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 revolve around who I am. No, that is not the point of the Enneagram.
1: We digress.
0: <laughs> it's the opposite. So, so I have found oftentimes my blind spot that I I can't really say that I understand, but I, I definitely I've heard it so many times that I know it to be true, which is that I make people around me feel small. And mm. and make people around me feel shut down, or make them feel stupid, or like they uh, they're less than. Um, and I and have been thinking about this uh, mm. recently for the last couple of weeks, and then um, on on a more of a macro over the last few years, um, even as I'm growing as a person. And at first, I was really confused. I was like, wait, like, I don't get what these people are saying. Like, what do you mean I made you feel small and stupid? I was stating a fact.
2: Mm.
0: Like, case in point, someone's sharing an idea or sharing a thought or sharing a feeling. I come from a world of data points that are all chaotically spread out through the stratosphere. (laughs) And I take the data points that they're saying and I throw them up into the stratosphere, and from that chaos, I create frameworks and connections, and I synthesize those points and ideas, and from that synthesization, I'm able to say, mm, no, what you are saying is actually incorrect, and it's actually a skewed view of the vast set of data points. I understand that you have this data point, but you've misappropriated, or you've placed that piece of data or feeling in an inappropriate spot because you're not taking into account all of these other data points. You're out of line. You're not wrong as a person. You're not bad as a person. You're not stupid as a person. You've just not seen the full picture of that emotion or data point or thought or ideology. There's a spectrum and a place for everything, but -hmm. the way that this thing gets translated for what I've realized that the way and I could be wrong but the way that I am being perceived by the world around me is that I am just one big hole if you know what I mean <laughs> like that's I think I really do think that's the, the way the world sees me
2: mm.
0: and in my defense well that's not what I'm I'm trying to be or attempting to be mm. But it is just it is my ability to, to sift through all that information, and then say, well, actually, that's not quite true. I this is really the fuller picture. Not realizing that other people aren't dealing with their thoughts and feelings as objective data points, but it's actually integrated to who they are as an individual.
2: Mm. Wow.
0: And so by disagreeing with them. So quickly, mm. they feel like it's a personal affront.
1: Mm. Wow,
0: have you experienced that with me or with fives? <laughs>
1: um, i think w- <laughs> I think with fives in general, I feel uh incompetent <laughs> because they just they they're they're brilliant, their minds are brilliant. And thank they, you. <laughs> 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 and moving on to the type six we're done doing sh- um no th- truly though they they have this ability to um yeah acquire so much knowledge and information on things that I would love to learn in and so um thankfully with the Enneagram, I've learned to appreciate that part prior mm. to the Enneagram, I would have felt i would i could have. I, if, yeah, I think I would feel as words you use small or, mm. um, again, I'm in Enneagram four, so not good enough or something's missing. Mm. I now, so again, I don't know who you were in conversation with about relatives. That. I mean, you know,
0: my wife and I, I've right. had to learn in my relationship with my mm. wife. Okay. I can't just Say something because for her, it feels like I'm shutting her down. And I've heard multiple people use that language. Well, don't just shut me down. I'm like, I wasn't shutting anyone down. I thought we were having a conversation.
2: Mm.
0: But realizing that they are coming from a very different viewpoint. Mm. And it is, I don't know if the word's rude or inconsiderate. It is not not loving and mature Mm. for me as a five to operate out of my strength because I have to take in consideration me operating out of my strength is not going to be understood or make them feel loved even if what I'm saying is true I have to learn how to how to come into health and deliver it in a way that is not uh coming over the top of them.
1: Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm just curious to know, what does that, how do you process that when you hear, you know, some of that narrative that has been told to you of, you know, I feel small or you make me feel stupid or, you know, th- what, what does that, what does that do in you, um, you being a five in?
0: I think in, in, in jest, I would, <laughs> I would then um, probably play into the accusation, and it, this is in my immaturity. The mm. first thing that would come to my mind sure. would be like, "Well, the fact that you're feeling that way is just because you're feeling that way. It has nothing to do with me. It's, mm. it, it's. I get confused that they're not able to have a, a an objective conversation." on a matter without taking personal offense.
2: Yeah.
0: And, but that I I think is, that is not their fault. Mm. That is my blind spots and my shortcomings Mm. as an individual Mm. that I have to work on. And it's, I can't just excuse, I can't just say, well, this is just how I am. Mm. They need to grow up Mm. because that's not loving or kind. And that will harm me in the long run. Mm.
1: To know. Does it answer your question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was hearing non-attachments just so threaded into some of what you were saying, and I think part of the the strength of that is having in um, an, an objective view. It not it's not a part of you as it would be a part of someone like me or um, maybe you, you mentioned your wife who's a nine, and I think the Maybe the other, I guess now knowing that, um, you can move in the health of non attachment in a more well rounded way.
0: Yeah, I think I have to, yeah, learn learn how to do that in a non, in uh, a more rounded way. Understanding that I may be viewing things from a non attachment viewpoint, but other people are viewing things from a very attached viewpoint. That mm-hmm. everything is integrated that there is no separation between what I think and what I feel and what you feel and what you yeah. think Yeah, it's all, it's all connected and uh, learning not to learning, not to take that as a personal affront, but to realize I, I need to grow in my, in my communication and then confronting others in that as well mm. to, to make sure that I am not falling into fear, but I'm recommunicating things in a healthy way. Mm. It's challenging. What do, what do we need? What does the five need to hear? Or what would you tell other people that you need to give a five to help that five um, move out of a place of lack of time or energy.
1: Yeah. Um, I think for for the fives, I would say that you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Yes. Yeah. And um, I, I would also say that, um, yes, with knowing that for fives, relationships are very costly. Mm. And um, that's playing into what I had mentioned before of not feeling that they have enough resources to, to meet and show up for those relationships. But um, just a simple reminder to fives that relationships are worth it Mm. and to show up for them. It's good. Um, It's good.
0: Yeah. I know when I get, when I get stressed, I do, I disintegrate into a seven. Yeah. And when I'm in health I move into an eight, which is action. But going to that energy point, when I am stressed and overwhelmed, um, or have reached my my energy point for a day, um, a simple question of like, hey, can you add this to your schedule? Mm-hmm. It is like, you know, DEFCON 3, every wall has like goes up, the missiles come out, like firing <laughs> every nuke and saying, no, like no way. I am so yeah. done. How dare you? Mm-hmm. And it's this, it is this feeling of, I do not have enough time and energy as it is, putting in another thing is going to break the camel's back. And in fact, even the ask taxes the system so much. Wow. The thought, like when I reach the end of the day, my emotions are spent and my wife and I are laying in bed and she's like, oh, Lucas, remember you have to, and it doesn't matter how big or small it is, it will instantly trigger this flood of of anxiety is really what it is of that. I have to battle through that's from this place of, I do not have enough time or energy in myself right now to even do another thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And I think for, 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 other types to know that fives have the most conserved amount of energy. And it's important to know that they have their set amount of energy for the day. One is, once it is spent, it is spent. And for the next day, they have the same amount of conserved energy. And I think to know that and they're not, fives aren't mean that it's not that they don't like you. It's that every interaction every touch handshake conversation mm. is a spending of their energy and to know that they to almost allow them to have the space that they need mm. to refuel for thank you the next day
0: we're, we're not mean and i do like you
1: some people, <laughs> some people
0: some people that's awesome going on to yes. the six what is the six
1: the six is the loyalists
0: so the loyalists, their divine idea is divine faith. And mm. divine faith is this, this idea of uh putting trust in this sovereignty that there is something out there that is that is taking care of you, that is bigger than yourself, and that disintegrates into the 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 passion or the vice of fear. And what's what I really like about the ju- juxtaposition of faith and fear, that both faith and fear is putting your trust into something, but you're putting it into either the positive or the negative. Mm-hmm. And so when you put your trust into the negative of saying that I am alone and I have to, I have to conquer myself my faith is in my own power and ability rather than this holy faith in a sovereign entity outside of you that is where the corruption of holy faith comes in which leads to cowardice and as they which is the the fixation and from there they their true virtue which they move into is courage and that it's the courage to overcome their fear which leads back to an integrated true self of holy faith. So, April, what is the fear of the six, and the motivational core driver desire of the six?
1: Yes. So the passion or the sin um, is fear, but that fear is actually anxiety, mm. and sixes tend to get. Worked up about things that haven't happened. They they w- work up scenarios in their minds of worst case scenario scenarios. Yeah, and so which leads me to their motivation and their desire is to feel safe and secure. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: So when they disintegrate, what do they go to? And when they go into health, what do they go to?
1: Yeah. In unhealth, they go to the negative side of three. Um, What that could tend to look like is they become workaholics or pursue material success, um, or they hoard more resources to feel more secure, Mm. um, which is interesting. And they can often, in this negative side of pulling from the three, um, can project an image of, uh, more competency than they really have, Mm. um, or really own, but that's not to, again, that's not to like (laughs) feel more competent than you. It's actually to just fend off their anxiety. Huh. It's to again back to that motivation of feeling safe and secure. And so in, in health, they integrate to the high side or the healthy healthy side of a nine. And they don't they get less worked up about worst case scenarios. They can tend to let go to that illusion of potential threats, that constant, mm. you know, anxious role of of threats, and um, they become more lighthearted and empathetic, and um, they they trust their gut um, more than their than their authority. Um, authority is pretty big for sixes, um, and they will look to their authority figures for almost like reassurance um, that they're making the right decisions or etc. And so they in moving towards more faith and courage, they trust their gut and themselves a lot more.
0: So what are some of the characteristics when you say when you look at a six, you're like, ah, that person's there is a six. What are some of the things that they do that really admirable where they shine, where their their strengths lie as a six? Yeah.
1: Um, The sixes are pretty special on the Enneagram in that they have the only number that has kind of two versions uh of a six and it works again like a spectrum and uh so there are uh, phobic sixes and counterphobic sixes Mm. and that again that works you can some there are some sixes that are kind of dead in the middle others that say i'm definitely counterphobic others would say phobic some distinguishing things about them and great awesome parts of sixes um uh, the phobic six what they tend to do with their fear they they kind of succumb to the illusion um and that anxiety around worst case scenarios whereas phobic uh, counterphobic sixes sorry they they will work to overcome mm. uh, that The they won't succumb to that worst case scenario but they'll overcome it by showing up living from their gut and Mm. you know um and the great thing about phobic sixes um or you know sixes in general they're called the loyalists so they're they're loyal to the death the very end (laughs) and so they're they're the they're the kind of the glue that keeps communities and groups together and they remain loyal um phobic sixes will serve they 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 rally around a vision or a leader and they'll serve it Mm. to the very end. And that I think that is an incredible quality of a phobic six. Um, Counterphobic sixes, they're a little bit more um, dominant and will create uh, the vision or create, um, yeah, vision for the lack of a better word. And um, they will know how to, rise up above some of that anxiety that they feel
0: I, I like that word loyalist i have uh one of my closest friends is probably a six uh, and he <laughs> uh <laughs> he, uh he doesn't like to be titled as a six because then it feels like it puts him in a box which is probably what a six would say um <laughs> um but the word loyalist mm. In that he is so loyal to his friends. He's loyal to a vision. He's always looking into the future saying, okay, what are some of the, the tactics or the, the, um, things that might come against this safety or security and how can I set up defenses now so that in the future, this, Mm. these relationships, this vision, this thing that I'm working for, working towards with my friends, it it's all gonna stay safe. It's all going to remain intact. And uh when I think of a six, I, I can see how it's this really faithful kind of metronomic um focus and care on those those things.
1: Mm, yeah. I yeah, I I would I love that. I love that about sixes that the I've seen um, sixes stay till the end when even everything's burned to the ground. But they're so great. They're they're the question askers mm. in, in groups and they're doing that because they're planning for worst case scenarios, but they're asking questions that none of us are gonna ask or we're not thinking about. But it
0: almost is like it feels like they're they're stirring up trouble or they're being confrontational or they're questioning things in the system. Doesn't it? Because they, they're asking uh, these questions that no one else is asking.
1: Mm, I think it, it's huge for us to know that they are so for the community yes. and group and they're, they're, they're asking of questions is not to tear apart the system or the group. It's actually if if the the members of the group and those in relationship to the six um, can slow down and give space for their questions, mm. you will you are better for it. Community, you are better for yes. it. Groups in relationship yes. because they are seeing things that you won't see.
2: Yes,
0: that is true. The 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 person I'm thinking of they uh, they're always looking five years into the future. Asking questions no one else is asking, thinking of, thinking through scenarios Mm. that people aren't thinking through, um, but doing it in a way, it's it's not because they're fighting against the system, but they're saying, I see these problems on the horizon, and if we don't address them now, we will be sunk by them. If we don't fix these areas and put structures and systems in place now- it is going to destroy us five, 10, 15 years, three years down the line. And for, I know for many people around, um, they can, they can struggle with that questioning because it's forward thinking, but it's also trying to change the current mm. structure to bring a uh, greater preservation in life.
1: You said that so well. And I, the sixes are actually um, present-minded and will do what's in front of them. Their thinking uh, is actually like uh, non, what's the word, um, productive thinking, because it's on scenarios that have never happened yet. Yeah. Um, but when given a task, they can often uh, procrastinate because they, they're thinking about it, but they think. That thinking about it is actually doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they stay in the so, thinking,
0: and they have a hard time to move up to the the instinct triad, which to, is action to,
1: to doing. And um, I I just thought that's so funny. So, but when given a task, they're they're quite present minded.
0: So now it. you have a story about a a six.
1: Yes. What does um, this?
0: We before you told a story about a one and how a one has a constant critic in your head mm. and you can know that you're one if you have the critic who's always from sun up to sundown giving the narrative of, you know, what you should have, could have, would have done.
1: Mm.
0: What does the six have?
1: Uh, I have a, I live closely with a, a six and, um, she's a great friend and recently I just thought she painted such a great picture of some of that anxiety that is so present in her thoughts and in her life and she had said um, that she had she said it's a it's like a committee in my mind all of this discussion around what could potentially happen what do we need to consider um, worst case scenarios and It's just this—she's at this round table with a committee of discussing Mm. all these things. Um, It it can be in a moment. Um, And I was—I just—I kind of had my jaw to the floor because I just thought it was such a great scope into her mind of what's happening. Um, It's not just—yeah, I'm thinking about a worst-case scenario, but there's this— Anxious conversation mm. constantly mm. happening.
0: And for for these sixes, when other people come to them, they're like, Well, have you thought about this?
1: They've already thought about They've it. They've
0: already thought about it. They're 100%. like,
1: Yeah.
0: You mean you haven't thought about it? You know, it's they're always thinking 25 steps. They're always thinking implicationally. Yeah. They're always thinking uh, causally. They're always having contingency plans for their contingency plans for their mm-hmm. contingency plans. And they know what they're going to do 25 steps ahead. Mm. I bet they would make great chess players. I don't know that for a fact, but I bet. So what does a six need to hear? What did we hit their, their childhood, their childhood? What was the six's childhood wounding or, or belief? And what do they, they need to hear as a child?
1: They, um, Trust is pretty huge for six, and um, and I think they struggle to believe that they can trust themselves and that it's okay. Um, and they have a need to feel safe and have faith and trust in themselves. Mm.
0: And so what happened in their childhood there? The what was kind of that lie that crept in?
1: that it's it's not okay to trust
0: it's not yourself. okay to trust,
1: yeah,
0: and so they need to hear that it's okay to trust,
1: yeah, and and mainly themselves mm. um, you know, they do from sixes that I've heard of, they could be common to um, have a hard time trusting other people. Once they do, they're loyal to the end. Mm. Um, but with um, I think the struggle lies in having faith and trust in, in their ability and that they can yeah. do it. Yeah. Overcome.
0: So what can we give to a six in our lives? What gift can we give to a six?
1: Mm. Um, I, I, I love to use the word time and space and I've repeated that multiple times, but, um, other numbers, Make space, allow them to answer, I mean, ask mm. their questions, because it's not only, it, it's benefiting your group as a whole. Yeah. Um, and guaranteed they're thinking about things that you haven't thought about. Mm. Um, so offer your trust to them that they've thought through some things that you haven't thought through. Mm. And um, Yeah. And I think they're great leaders as well. So being willing to follow them into that space as well. And I think it would be important for sixes to know that you can have faith and trust in yourself. Um, and yeah, absolutely, you can
0: do it. I love that. Sixes, sixes are great. I like sixes.
2: Sixes are great.
0: On to the final number in the not Enneagram. Least. Not least. And the final number for today's episode, and the final number in this series, and the final number in the head and thinking triad, the seven. Sevens are fun. What is the name of the seven? The
1: seven is called the enthusiast.
0: The enthusiast. Now, the divine and holy idea of the enthusiast is holy wisdom and holy plan. Now... When I first heard that, I was like, I don't know what that means, but after digging and researching as five, that's what we do. It is really that there, that everything happens by design, that there is a plan that is unfolding in your life and in the world around you, that it is, it's not by accident, but there's actually a plan that is in place and there's wisdom that is in place
2: Mm.
0: what what happens when that becomes corrupted it falls into gluttony now april help us with gluttony does this (laughs) mean that sevens just smash their mouth full of food
1: (laughs) um
0: you're about to say yes i can see it on your face
1: no (laughs) well i mentioned earlier sevens they uh a lot of them i that i know are foodies so that's a side note but gluttony it's of the mind so there is um their passion it in that gluttony it's to keep their minds stimulated at all times Mm. and mainly stimulated with freedom and happy thoughts exciting things fun Mm. and adventure and um yeah so that's some of that I, gluttony of the mind.
0: I, it's almost like eat and drink for tomorrow we die, right? Mm. This this juxtaposition between holy wisdom and a holy plan and gluttony. It's eat and drink for tomorrow we die. They're, they're, the the seven is trying to escape pain. They're, they fear pain. I think you said earlier multiple times in the series – that the seven only has a half range of emotion. Right. What does that mean by half range?
1: Yeah. So a half a full range being from happy to sad, uh, they live in the half range of happy.
0: Yeah. So they're only there in happy. So they are avoiding pain. pain. They're not looking at it. They're putting it down to the deep recesses of their parties. Mm. And they're they're moving to this place of there is no design there is no unfolding plan let's indulge because who knows what will happen tomorrow to to chase from this pain and another so their their egotistical fixation is actually planning which really makes sense if their divine their 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 holy idea is wisdom or planning as well
2: mm. the
0: holy plan that they would move into place of planning to compensate for this sense of of maybe it's purposelessness or lack of fulfillment in life that they need to create a a sort of structure and safety within their life through planning, through controlling events so that fear or pain doesn't happen. Mm. And then their virtue, their strength is actually sobriety. It's mm. being of sound mind of sound emotions, of sound thought, being that solid rock of sobriety, which you can see how clearly it juxtaposes with with gluttony and how it's through that sobriety, uh, it it brings the stability to the seven. So what is the, the April, what is the fear and the motivation, the core drive of the seven,
1: mm. uh, the f- the main core fear is pain, mm. and their motivation is to be fulfilled and satisfied.
0: Mm. What does that look like? Can you unfold that a little sure. bit more?
1: Sure. Um, you know, often uh, common stories within sevens is uh, that. Usually, there was like one thing. I feel like this is for all numbers, but there was one thing that, like a hard memory in their childhood within their family, something of pain. and um that that they re- reframe. So sevens will reframe pain and kind of turn it into maybe um, out of that hard emotion into. Yeah how can I simulate my mind and and be happy and yes. feel free and not engage with the pain in um, that, in that pulls into their core motivation of needing to be satisfied and um, stay stimulated, feel, to feel free. And uh, just kind of not, not the not care, no care in the world, but let nothing put a damper on mm. this, feeling of freedom and satisfaction and happiness and yeah.
0: Yes. I, we were talking with you, me and my wife, we were talking last night about some of the sevens that we know. And, uh, one of those sevens that my wife was sharing about it is she's, she's a foodie. (laughs) She, and, but she's always reframing Any sort of pain to like. Well, let's see the positive side, and let's oh, let's be like this joyful Mm. kind of exuberant, always finding the bright side. There's never a rainy day. Mm -hmm. It's all you know, roses and sunshine, and you can really see the uh, the exuberant kind of blooming of of her worldview of how she operates within the world. Wow. Uh, And then we're talking about another. Uh, going into a story, we we're talking about another person that they also are a seven. I mean, the life of the party. Wow. It's like, it's, it's so great because the sevens are able to to gather people, to rally people, to They're I mean, so fun. I, I don't understand sevens. They are so unlike me. Yeah. There's, I mean, I'm like, gather and have fun? <laughs> Why? What's the purpose in that? Um, but I recognize that uh, even though I probably choose not to attend Seven's events because That's of awesome. my lack of energy and how relationships take time, I recognize mm. how I need to. I should do that more. And thank God, my wife, uh, my wife pushes and encourages me <laughs> to to operate in a, in a more holistic level.
2: Mm.
0: But that Seven really is the life of the party but it can also be used to bury and hide the pain that they're feeling. Mm. And, uh, I, I know a story of a seven that he was th- the life of the party, always gathering, always gathering. And then, uh, but when he would go behind his door and close his door was, he was depressed. He was mm. dealing with deep sadness, deep loss. And, uh, finally it just kind of all came to head. It wasn't nothing, nothing bad happened. Um, but he came to this point of realization of saying like, I know that on the outside, it really seems that I'm happy, but you know, there's actually a lot of deep pain and sadness mm. and loss that I'm processing through right now in my mm. life. I need help. Mm. And, uh, that was, um, really hard for him yeah. to come to that place. Mm. Um, but that really has given me a picture of, of a seven.
1: Mm. Yeah. I was recently, I have a good friend who's a seven. We were, um, the Muscat festival that's currently happens within the winter months. Um, so fun. And we had gone with a bunch of friends and if I can paint a picture, there were fireworks going there. Um, How do you say like acrobats doing all these different tricks parades of different tribes banging on drums and singing different songs and food from a ton of these Omani women that came out from these villages to cook amazing amazing Omani food and there's just there's a lot going on kids running around families everywhere so many things you can buy (laughs) colors you know and. It was just a passing comment, but it was so, again, a picture into a seven's world. And she had said, this is what my mind looks like.
0: <laughs> I would die.
1: And <laughs> and now I just, I have a visual picture mm. of what that overstimulation could look like. Um, in, and they in, thrive in, a seven. in that.
0: They love that.
1: Yeah. And and I think also- uh, It fills other, me with
0: anxiety. <laughs> Not when I'm when in places like that, I get flooded with overstimulation and anxiety. I don't enjoy it. Sorry, continue what you're saying, uh,
1: and I think also with that is to watch sevens who take on the journey to bring in some full range of emotion mm-hmm. um, is really powerful um, and it's un—it's terribly uncomfortable for mm. sevens to to face pain and to really engage themselves with it and not run into overstimulation, run away into dissimilar my mind of what can I do, you know, and yeah. how can this be fixed? But it's, okay, let me just experience this pain real quick and yeah. see what I come into stillness.
2: Yeah
0: as a as a five, I disintegrate into a seven uh, but it is again, it goes back to further isolation and surrounding the further consumption of knowledge mm-hmm. um but a seven a seven what was the childhood uh, false belief that it believed in and lie that it crept in as a seven
1: um that it was not okay to depend on others. And what they always longed to hear was that, um, they'd be taken care of.
0: So it's, it's coming out of this place of, you have to depend on yourself. Other people aren't going to take care of you.
1: Yeah. That, that sense of responsibility of yourself. And I think we were talking about earlier of, um, needing a plan Mm. That were wanting that unfolding of that plan, that that holy idea, and um, mm. yeah, and I think that plays into some of their childhood mm. messages.
0: So, as a seven, where does a seven integrate into in health and disintegrate to in unhealth or stress?
1: They integrate to a five. Shout out!
2: Shout out to the five,
1: and uh, they the five allows them to believe that um, that they that less is more. Yeah, it's kind of like that sobriety. They don't have to overindulge, and it actually, as they pull from the healthy side of five, they it they can sit in some solitude Mm. and stillness, which is quite challenging for sevens who again overstimulate. Imagine and. So and and are looking for the next fun thing or a next stimulating thing. So um, they move to a five in health and in unhealthy move. They disintegrate to a one and they become very judgmental Mm. and quite critical and um, move into some of the negative space of a one. Mm.
0: I, I, I keep getting this picture in my mind of that fairground. With, you know, clowns and acrobats and popcorn and food and this, this this, like full, like people all over and just this huge party. And then I, and as a five, I'm like overstimulated, overwhelmed, like, get me out of here. This feels very chaotic. I can put myself in the shoes of a seven and be like, oh, I can understand if that's what they love, how then... If all of a sudden that fairground was empty and deserted with, you know, trash kind of from the party that night lying about with one sad clown, them, the sad clown sitting by itself on the bleachers, I could, I could kind of understand a little bit more that interior world of a seven and how it must feel when the party ends Mm, because, because their mind is always this. This explosion of imagination and excitement and for them to be able to stop and sit by themselves and sit with their pain, it must feel like, why am I sitting at this empty fairground that's Mm -hmm. deserted that once used to be the the light of life? Why should I sit with this sad cloud Mm. that looks depressed? Like.
1: I think they'd they'd just scurry to the next thing. Yeah. I mean where's, I would. where's the next fare that's bumping? Yeah.
0: But it takes that that sobriety to sit with that and to to have that full range of motion. So what would you to, what would to a seven, what would you say, hey seven, if you're a seven, this is what you need to give yourself. And for the rest of us numbers, how can we become more empathetic and how can we give to the 7. What do we give to the 7?
1: I think it's great for 7s to realize that empathy can be learned mm. and pain is not all bad and um it won't it won't kill them. Mm. And um sitting with other people in pain and in your own pain mm. will will serve for incredible growth. Mm. Um and gosh for other numbers to know i think i would love to know some of your thoughts in in this from the sevens in your life but i think for on the outside perceived uh, perceiving sevens it could look like gosh you're just a little bit like well wow, you're jumping you're jumping from one thing to the other to the other to the other, yeah.
0: and um it almost look like a lack of maturity
1: or i yeah, just well, i I leave a little bit baffled like what's going on and just the understanding mm-hmm. again that picture of what was happening what's happening in my friend's mind um of that stimulation and that drive um uh, is 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 very helpful but then also also to know like lean into their joy and happiness yeah. it's huge yeah it's huge for me because
0: i sure if if you guys we should be so thankful for the sevens in the world and in the life because if it was only fives the world would be a very cold and rigid place and there would be no parties there would be it would not be fun to live in you know, no. we have to lean into those for these other numbers that may be um, other fives out there. We have to lean into those sevens and recognize that they actually bring a a life to life mm. that without it, the world would look like a very dull place, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It would look very like well a said. very
0: dull place. Uh, in closing... To wrap up all of these nine uh, types, I think you said something that was really pointed and, and I think accurate of for the seven, which is you face your pain, like mm-hmm. chase your pain. That thing that you fear the most, it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And it is as if the way forward for each one of these numbers is actually to face our fear and to address those fears in our life. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it's through the addressing of the fear that we become a more whole, well-rounded person and we move into health Mm
2: -hmm.
0: by addressing the thing that we fear rather than trying to mask over our fear. Mm -hmm. Because all of us are trying to mask over our fear with right. with different things. Right. But it's through the saying, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stop masking over fear and I'm going to address it. Mm. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to let that touch me and affect and change who I am that I might integrate into a full and whole person. Mm. Just as we thought, I think we were talking about the the eight fearing uh." The eight, fearing betrayal. betrayal. And you made mentioned a couple of times that it's actually, it's not going to happen as much as you think. Mm. You don't need to be afraid of betrayal, but it's through the the very embracing of it and realizing, okay, actually, I don't need to be afraid of this, that we're able to integrate into a healthy person that serves people without fear. Mm. Or the, the nine, what's the fear of the nine?
1: Conflict.
0: Conflict. So it's actually
1: fragmentation.
0: Fragmentation. So it's it's through my wife embracing conflict and speaking up and taking a stand for herself that she was actually able to integrate into health. All right. So all of these numbers for for me as a five, for you as a four, it's us embracing the fear as a four, the fear of imba- abandonment,
2: mm-hmm.
0: of saying I it's okay to be abandoned.
2: Yeah.
0: And embracing that 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 actually enables you to become the person that you want to be.
1: Mm.
0: What are your final thoughts from this series?
1: I think you said that so well, and I would just top it off by saying, or add to by saying, there's risk. Mm. Every number will face some sort of risk, and the risk is worth it. Yes. And everyone is absolutely brave enough to go on the journey of self-discovery, and you will return if If you choose intentionally, you can return to your true self, yes,
0: yes. April. Thank you so much. Lucas, this was so fun. You have
1: thank you you have
0: devoted an incredible amount of time mm. and energy to be with us for this month and mm. to walk with us on uh, this journey. I hope that a lot of people reach out to you and <laughs> exhaust your energy. I don't know how much energy is a four have, but, Uh, down there in musket um how can people find you online
1: on instagram uh april ahlam
0: and that will be in the show notes and uh yeah thank you so much
1: i'm so honored so thank you
0: so guys remember guys and girls remember if you own your story if you own your fear if you own your number, if you own your vice, if you own who you were created to be, your holy idea, your the, the, the divinity that you were created to express in this earth, and you fight against the darkness within, mm. you really can own the story, your story. You really can own it, and you really can shape the future.
1: Preach that. You can
0: own it. So... Thank you for listening. I am Lucas Scrobot, your host. And we have been with April Lee. And that is all for this series on the Enneagram.